Welcome back to the Fantasy Funkhouse postseason kind of little wrap-up show here. So, just me and Jerry tonight. Uh, Jerry, how are you and KJ doing? Licking your wounds after the season? Doing well. It's finally over. Uh, what a season it was. Be fun to uh, recap, you know, what happened in uh, the championship week and uh, kind of recap, highlight some of the how great it's been, and then uh, look forward to next season. Yeah. Yeah, it was a tough year. Some things towards the end of the year. Obviously, we we didn't have a show last week. One, because the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Just Right, captured the golden cock, the double-league crown, took it away from Jerry in a nail-biter of a matchup. So we were out on the street for a while. You know, we had to apply for unemployment. Uh, it was a tough few days. Yeah. Out of the kindness of his heart, uh, Mike decided to to let us back into the living room to keep warm. You know, during those sub zero days a few weeks back. So very thankful for him and in his grace in this tough time for us. And also, you know, all joking aside, with the Demar Hamlin incident. Um, we kind of just wanted to let things play out, and there was nothing that we would have really added to the conversation. Anything that could have or should have or would have or maybe shouldn't have been said um, in the media was already taken care of. We didn't really feel the need to pile on to that. So um, T's and P's out to DeMar. Sounds like he's doing well. Very scary situation. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, we were talking with Len in our group chat during that, Jerry. It's just like nothing we've ever seen before. Yeah, it's crazy. Scary stuff to see such a young kid out on the field, you know, fighting for his life. But it's glad to, it's it's really good to see how good everyone responded. And, uh, all the, uh, you know, how they got him right to care right away. And uh, he's doing much better now. So that's really all that matters. Yeah, he's in Buffalo, I believe, and, and in care of the Bills staff and I'm sure several other doctors. So everything looking as good as it could be at this point. So very yep. happy to hear about awesome. that. And it kind of just like took, I don't want to say took the steam out of fantasy, but it made it kind of irrelevant at that point. Um, a lot of, yeah. I guess, conflicting ideologies between worrying about him worrying about your fantasy team you know you can do both but um obviously there's a yeah. priority you know it's it's on it's it's unfortunate the timing was unfortunate of course i mean in the grand scheme of things we know fantasy doesn't matter right but uh yeah it, it sucks when you see you know you have this year and you build up to the championship and to have it get interrupted in a, a terrible tragic way like that it, it sucks it, like you said it just really took the steam out of things um luckily in our league uh, our matchup was already done um prior to that matchup monday night but yeah. man i know it was it caused issues across the the fantasy world uh, being championship week championship week with such two high profile teams so right yeah and, and i uh, will but, say i think dub league you know your matchup with mikey is the only league certainly the only one that i'm involved in that that didn't matter that the the outcome of that game yep. for fantasy purposes didn't matter. So I, I feel like Mike has maybe the 
sole legitimate championship. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are others throughout fantasy. You know, millions and millions of people play, but making it two teams making it to the finals without a Bengal or a Bill is not a common thing. We'll just put it that way. And it's funny because we uh, we were talking to each other and. He was asking me, who should I put in for Iron Muther, Dawson Knox? So, I mean, yeah. he had Knox in pretty much all day. And then it was such a tight battle back and forth that he kind of felt like he's like, he felt like he wanted to just get it over with. And I was kind of, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I was, I was like, either way, I think both guys are going to get you what you need. Yeah. So uh, he went with Friar Muth. And he ended up getting just the exact points he needed and beating right. me by one point on the final drive of the game. Uh, absolute, uh, you know, nail biter on my end, but I'm sure Mike was ecstatic. Um, it's, it's what you want to see in a championship matchup, even though the matchup itself was kind of a shit show. It's low scoring, right. uh, but to come within one point of each other made it all that much better. Yeah, it softened the blow for me because obviously Mike beat me the week before, and if I would have made the right decision and played Cousins over Tua, and it would have been me versus you in the title game, it would have been undecided because I think I would have been down like five or six points from from what yeah. I saw, and I still would have had Gabe Davis to play, so it would have been a complete wash at that point. You know, that's that's yeah. unbelievably close. I probably would have been projected that's, in by like two or three, but the, it's it's irrelevant. That's the, the, I mean, if Mike would have ended up starting Knox, it had been the same situation and yeah. it had been, I, I don't know what I would have just said. I don't know. Well, we just say it's a wash this year, I guess, because it was so tight yeah. that I wouldn't feel right taking it on by default. And, right. you know, I'm sure he wouldn't want to, say okay it's yours i mean just be i mean that's i don't know maybe you just say at that situation you say yeah well we throw all the money into next year's plot and we'll talk about uh some scenarios on how that was handled throughout our leagues and different platforms um i know jerry is going to give a little rundown of week 17 quick for some top performers even though we're past week 18 and all that uh it's still fun to look back on championship week so what do you got for us jerry yeah, so like I said, it was interesting. A lot of guys showed up that hadn't showed up all year. Uh, QB Tom Brady was the number one. He put up 46 points with that big performance with Evans. Uh, Daniel Jones at number two. Jarrett Stidham at number three. Patrick Mahomes at number four, the only regular there. And then Sam Carl at number five. So you can see why a lot of teams struggled in the finals week. It was a, an odd week. Uh, we, I don't think we've seen many of those names in the top five all year, and that even includes Brady. He hasn't really put in the numbers up. Um, wide receiver, I believe, uh, this was first. Uh, I had him in my lineup. It was it was fun. And my, my team was funny because Evans and Herbert kind of had decent games for me when they had been terrible the rest of the year, and the, the rest of my team flopped. Those two guys performed. It was like my team did a complete 180. <laughs> and ended up losing because of it. Uh, Evans had that monster game, though. He had 49 points in our league. Uh, Devontae Adams had 34. Ayuk with a big game, 26. Amari Cooper and DJ Moore. See, I mean, once again, Ayuk, Cooper, and DJ Moore, odd names out there. Running back, 
I think we get a little bit back to normal here. Eckler and McCaffrey both had 31 points. Swift popped in, decided to show up finals week for 26 points. Raheem Mostert had 22 and ETN had 22. Also, Jamal Williams with 22. Yeah. What a year he had. Unbelievable. I'm sure we'll mention him a little later. Tight end. Uh, my boy Schultz, who I believe uh, I picked for a smash prior to that week. Uh, Trey McBride at number two with 20 points. Random. Mark Andrews had a good week at 19. <laughs> Brock Wright from Detroit. He had 16. And then Darren Waller in his one of his games here. He had 16. Uh, but a disappointment on the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting week for finals. Um, it. I'll tell you, it's the least amount of talk I've ever heard after finals week because of, you know, all the situation that happened. It yeah. was just fantasy was just put on the back burner. It's uh, it pretty interesting. Yeah, it was. And, you know, going back to that situation, they so they ruled the Bengals and Bills game a no contest, which I certainly think was the right decision. I think you do as well. Most, uh, I don't want to offend anybody, most level-headed people probably do. What else are you supposed to do in that situation? Yeah, and and I don't know how you make up that game in a week's time. Uh, There was a lot of theories about what they could do, what they should do. This is probably best-case scenario. Both teams are going to the playoffs. They're a high-seeded team. Basically, if they would have... I think if they would have lost to Baltimore, it would have been a coin flip between those two for like home-field advantage or, or something of that nature. Uh, yeah. Luckily, you know, you saw Joe Mixon score the touchdown and then dig a corner yeah. of a sock and flip it. I thought I thought it was pretty funny, you know, given the circumstances. Right. But that would have been dumb. So I'm glad they won and they and they kind of took care of business. Um, yeah. So it, yeah, one of those weeks where, and I know Len mentioned it on the picks pod, which I I am I'm almost finished with now. My for some reason my Spotify and Apple didn't didn't show it to me last week. Um, but there's so many teams that just half rested guys, you know, like Brady started, yes. barely played, uh, you know, so many scenarios, decoys. Are we going to rest? Guys? No, we're, no, we're going to play. And then they don't really play. You know, it was just, it was a whole yeah, thing. So yeah, that, that makes it a mess too, especially for finals week. I know Herbert sat for me during the final quarter cause they're up by so much and, you know, my game came down to a point. If he throws one more pass, gets me an extra point, I win. All that stuff comes into play, and it's all stuff you really got to take into factor. Um, yeah. yeah. Looking back, I don't think I would have changed anything in my lineup. I think I had the right one. Uh, There's guys that just flopped Metcalf one point. You know, it's brutal. Yeah, um, yeah it's tough. Guys on my bench, your Richie James, who, you know, was like wide receiver seven on the week or something at a 20 point game. But yeah, how are you supposed to put him in over other guys I had, you know? So I'm a firm believer in what would the right play was. And regardless of the outcome, the right play is the right play. So like you could start, uh, I don't know, Jamar Chase. And obviously that game's a no contest and then you got Richie James on your bench. It was still the right play regardless of the outcome. I hate when people try to argue like, well, no, it wasn't because he scored more. Like that's not how it works. Right. No. Yeah. So anyone out there that's, you know, you look at your bench and they outscored all these players. And so that's, it happens. 
Don't beat yourself up yeah. over it. It's just the way fantasy works. And the big thing, me and Jerry, and not only us, several other, uh, you know, of our uh, acquaintances that have been on the show, Weber, Crook, um, you know, all those. We always ask ourselves, if you're deciding between two players, can you stomach this guy going off on your bench? And if the answer is no, you got to play him. Yeah, you know, that's that's it's how a, you. It's that's a good a, philosophy. Yeah. at that point. It's like, what would you rather have? Would you rather have Michael Pittman give you a zero in your lineup or Garrett Wilson uh, have, you know, 25 points on your bench? And it's a hard question to answer, but that's what you got to ask yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Some scenarios in our league. So Sleeper kind of was the main platform that came out ahead of time and said, listen, the scores are final as of now. If they do end up playing the game, you can opt into allowing all those points to be counted for. Um, and, and it's an option. It's not like that's how it is. So uh, in in my dynasty league, which I was up, I think, 35 or so points, and I had Joe Burrow left to play, and I was playing against Josh Allen and Diggs and Chase. So very... Um, tight matchup. I think I was projected to lose by like f- a handful through four or five points, something like that. So I ended up quote unquote winning. Um, Buzz, who is our commissioner, I basically, you know, we talked, me and the guy I was playing and him um, basically said, listen, there's no champion this year. I, I don't want the title. I don't feel good about having it. Um, the game was completely unfinished. If, if it gets played, we'll go back and we'll you know, factor in the points there and then we can, you know, have a champion. So we split the pot and kind of that's how we did it. Um, I love winning a title, but you want it genuine. You don't want an asterisk beside it. So it wasn't worth it for me at that point. I saw, I think ESPN took away the points that were scored in the game. So like the Burrow touchdown, Josh Allen's few passes to Diggs and some rushing yards, they, they put those down to zero. That was very interesting, I thought. And it confirms that ESPN is just a, just a terrible platform. Like, part <laughs> of the game was played. Why would you take <laughs> any points away? I yeah. mean, like, get, at least give them what they got. Yeah, that was, that was dumb. I mean, and uh, Jesse White, I'm not, sure if, I'm not sure if you know Jesse, Jerry. I, th- I think you, re- you remember him from high school. We used yeah. to come to the hymns of shows. Very yeah. good friend of mine. He actually works for the Houston Astros now. Um, I like to tease him about nice. the Astros being cheaters. Um, <laughs> so that's a good time. But he was in a championship game and I think Jason Ritzy's league and he was losing. And then they took away the points from like Josh Allen and I can't remember who else. And he ended up winning because of that. So oh that's like God. dumb. And he kind of the same thing. He's like, I don't, I don't really want to, let's split the money. Like this is dumb. So um, I think that's probably yeah, the that's proper way to the... handle it. Um, if you were blowing somebody out, you deserve the championship. You know, like that's why I kind of give Nate yeah. a hard time about the Judd thing. Like Billy wasn't going to win. Chris wasn't going to beat Tucker. Yeah. You know, like all these, I wasn't going to beat Wagner. You know, I was playing burger daddy I still had Burrow and Chase and Mixon, but I was down like a hundred. You know, like I'm not gonna beat him at that point. He had Higgins too, so we had a lot of people. So I conceded uh, out of respect, and I feel like that's the thing that you got to do um, when, when if you're not gonna come close to winning, 
just because a, a game's not played, like you can't. I, I just think that's very disingenuous. So, yeah, Yahoo just kind of. I think they they. I don't want to say copied, but they did the same thing that Sleeper did, but um, kind of yeah. waited waited a while just until as the dust is. cleared. Yeah. yeah. So that was uh, that was the situation. Um, if you got somebody in your league uh, that lost technically and is giving everybody a hard time for it, I don't know, maybe find another person to be in your league because that's really shitty. Um, just more important things to worry about at that point. But I get that's, it. You know, we all love the, You know, it's, it's, a, that's the, it's, a, that's is where a commissioner has got to step in and, yeah, you know, make do, the right choice and the right thing. Exactly. Find a find a find a happy medium for everyone. Yeah, and like you said about you know you throw the money back in for next year, that's not a bad idea. If I got to the finals though, I definitely would want to split at least. But I think it's interesting. Yeah, to, yeah, to, that's the probably the fairest way yeah. is just to take a split. Yeah. So hopefully there was no controversy in your leagues out there, but again, if there was, it's over now. Um, just don't be that guy that, that uh, is a pain in the ass while his team was getting dominated in the finals. Um, just not, not a good look. So with that said, we'll kind of, uh, you know, we'll quit being a dead horse and, uh, we'll move on to some, I guess we want to call them season awards. So we kind of been talking about yeah. this for a few weeks. Um, some, you know, you call them MVPs, you call them whatever you want, but we got some categories of M- fantasy MVPs, which basically a loose list of guys. There's no one person that has it, even though there's a very obvious name at running back. Um, we got league winners, which we talked about. Like an, an MVP is like, okay, you drafted them wherever, they constantly performed and consistently performed at or above their ADP, regardless of where they were drafted. Uh, a league winner kind of we categorize as somebody that you pick up off the wire or you draft super, super, super late that really contributed to your team as a starter most of the year or really caught fire like towards the end and carried your team. That's what we would define like a league yeah. winner is. Then we have busts, which there's a long list of busts, and we all know what a bust is. Um, then we have – I have just solid players, you know, like you were saying, Jerry, just constantly – performed around their ADP and and I specifically um, outlined first rounders because that's where you make or break your team. And uh, you know, the, the old cliche, you can't win in the first round, but you could certainly lose. And then lastly, yeah. I got biggest sleepers or surprises. You know, it could be a sleeper coming out of nowhere or a surprise of just like, Oh, I didn't realize this guy was going to be this good. He wasn't necessarily a sleeper, but um, yeah, really came on. So um We'll start with MVPs, uh, you know, Jerry. I think the obvious one is is Josh Jacobs. We'll get that one out of the way. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he finished uh, in our. You know, I, I usually I when I refer to where they finished, I go by our scoring system, just full PPR. Uh, he finished RB three on the year, and we're talking about a guy that was drafted in like the seventh, the eighth rounds in most yeah. leagues. I mean, yeah. just. The definition of uh, a home run hitter, you know, he was on the ground. I think he was RB1 all year. Yeah, he does um, have the rushing title. Just, yeah. yeah, I mean, just an unbelievable year. Best year of his career. 
Um, it's going to be inter- interesting to see what happens with him. I know he said he'll he's willing to take a pay cut to stay there. Oh wow! Um, we'll see what happens. I wouldn't um, if I were him. Yeah, he to, <laughs> yeah, he said he wants to stay a Raider, but who knows? I mean, they're kind of a mess, of course, yeah. as they always are. But yeah, I mean, I think he's probably the first name that comes to mind for I mean just how he performed and compared to where he was drafted it's it's right. tough to beat that one um another uh just MVP we'll stick with uh, some running backs uh Tony Pollard yep got he him. was uh, he's another one that was drafted later maybe more of a handcuff guy he ended up being RB9 on the year uh love it he, he ended up being your starting guy you know he outperformed Zeke by quite a bit really performed this year um i think he's seen him on a lot of championship teams yeah yeah i got him on my list for sure that that was an easy one um one that might be overlooked because he's a first round pick but it's travis kelsey you know, he, yeah kj yeah. i know I mean, he's been amazing <laughs> two three point or two three touchdown games this year i believe and and a few two touchdown games 90 points, 89 or 90 points ahead of tight end two, which I believe was either Hawkinson or Kittle. Um, but that's that's unbelievable. It's wide receiver one numbers that you put in your tight end slot that half the league scrapes five points at the tight end position every year, especially this year. It seems like it just gets worse every year. Injuries. We, yep. You know, a few episodes back, we, we outlined the injuries with Goddard and Pitts, even though he sucked. Yep. Ertz. Waller. Waller, yeah, all these guys. Kittle took a while to kind of catch on. Another another first round guy that's just that performed. Uh, Justin Jefferson, he was yeah. number one wide receiver on the year. Just an absolute stud. He you got all the value that you wanted out of him. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. Get, doesn't get much better than Jefferson. I love oh. that, and we'll, we'll stick with wide receivers. And I think this guy deserves a ton of respect especially for where he was drafted in the, I gotta say, late second to Mikey, and that'd be Tyreek Hill. You know, everybody thought that he'd fall yeah. off. Nope, but people didn't even have him in their top ten. He, you know, he was he led Crazy. the league most of the year. He led the league in receiving with Tua as his quarterback, and, and people were worried about Tua, and, you know, you could say what you want about him, but Tua made unbelievable strides this year. Um, as a quarterback, and obviously having Tyreek and, and Waddle for that fact definitely helped. Yeah. But Tyreek didn't. He hasn't yeah. lost a step. He's unbelievable, mm. the, the mismatch that he yeah. is. And he's got to be a first-round pick next year. He he never misses. You know, when we started our Dynasty League. A couple. This was our second year. I had the second pick overall. And... The research I did said Tyreek Hill was the pick because he every year is like wide receiver one or two on the year. Yep, he doesn't miss. Another guy that I had as an like an MVP player for his uh, ADP is his partner in crime Waddle. Nice. You know there was a lot of questions coming into this year with Hill coming over if there was going to be enough balls, and I think they proved there was enough balls. Yeah. He was another guy that you've seen on a lot of championship rosters. Waddle was an absolute beast this year. Uh, PPR man, getting all the yards, getting a lot of touchdowns. Those guys were uh, just absolute dreams to have on a team. Yeah, Waddle, 
I think I got Waddle and Doubly at the, let's see, I took McCaffrey at two, and then I took, oh, Barf, I took Pittman, then A.J. Brown. I got him at the end of the fourth, Waddle. And that's a 12-team league, so, I mean, that's... Yeah, one quarterback, not a super flex, so uh, very pleased about that. They hit uh, 3,000 yards, Tyreek and Waddle, so... Obviously, being a Dolphins fan, I don't usually draft Dolphins because one that they haven't been that good. I, you know, I had Ricky Williams back in the day, Reggie Bush back in the day when he was good. I think I had Brian Hartline that year. He was like a stud. But other than that, I, I, I usually just shy away from him because I don't like to confuse the bias and, and all that kind of stuff. But I'll draft Waddle again next year. I'll fight for Tyreek. Um, you know, the, the offense is great. They're going to get spanked against Buffalo this week because Skylar Thompson's starting. But, you know, these guys can perform regardless. And I'm excited to see what, you know, what changes are made and what they can do next year. And the last last guy I got on this list, and you can call him a fantasy MVP, he kind of fizzled out towards the end. Um, but he got Mike the title. You could call him a league winner, maybe. You could call him uh, one of the biggest surprises or sleeper, but it's Geno Smith. And to finish yeah. as the QB like six, like five or six, when he was QB five. Yeah. When you were drafted as probably the, we'll just say this, you weren't drafted and outside of a super flex league, you weren't drafted. Um, and in a super flex league, you were probably drafted towards the very end of the draft and to be the QB five. Yeah. And uh, it, just what a stride he's got to be in contention for like comeback player of the year. Right. Well, absolutely. Yeah. He, I mean, he's this definitely the best year he's had. He, yeah. I mean, he, like he's a top top five QB in fantasy translates to uh, a top five or you know a top QB in the league for most of the time too. Yeah, and there's some other guys you could say that about, like, um, Saquon, calf, um, yeah, AJ Brown, the big one. Uh, you know, there's quite a few. So. Um, that's who that's who I had for MVPs. Uh, you got anybody else, Jerry? Um, just another one that I, we were very bullish on uh, for a QB. Uh, Jalen Hurts yeah. was QB four on the year. Love it. I think that was one of our you know strong opinions heading into this year that really panned out. So he was another one. According to us, I mean if. You got great value for him, especially where he was drafted too. Yeah, he, he was drafted after a lot of guys that were yeah uh, not so great. Guys after guys like Kyler, you know, Russell stuff. Well, like we that. had yeah, we had some nice hits and we had some misses because I know we both had Russ around QB five, and I think we both had Hertz yep. around four. Um, so those yep. could have been flip flops. So you take the good with the bad, and <laughs> you know you move on. But um, yeah, we could right. get in harder on on Hertz. Um, and, and I'll be the same way next year, um, uh, you know, assuming yeah. everything stays the same, and I'm sure it will. But um, there's there's your uh, your MVPs. Now we'll move on to league winners. Um, again, guys may be caught on later in the year or just exceeded expectations so much that, you, you know, you never really realized what they could have been. And I'm going to start off with an obvious one towards the end of the year, and it's Jarek McKinnon because Mike rode him – to the title, you know what I mean? And, and he touchdown yeah, every week. It was unbelievable. He had like multi, he had back to back 30 plus point performances when it counted. Like he, he was, he was getting people to the playoffs and to title games. There's no doubt about it. 
Yeah. And it was terrifying, uh, you know, me and you, and, and you didn't go up against Pollard, but playing against the duo of McKinnon and Pollard in the, in the, the postseason is terrifying. Yeah, that was, that was a tough combo. So, uh, who, who do you got for a league winner, Jerry? Let's see here. Uh, quarterback, uh, like second half, Trevor Lawrence, he really started to catch fire. Nice. He was putting up big numbers. Yeah. That's another guy that, you know, you probably drafted real late or waited on or he was your backup. But, you're, but uh, he was hot at the end of the year. I'm, I'm interested to see where he's going to go next year. Yeah, especially with Calvin Ridley. What's that? I said especially with Calvin Ridley on the team. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. I, I had Hurts on there for quarterback. You yeah. know, I, I definitely think he's uh, worthy of an MVP, league winner both. Definitely going to be some crossover here. Um, I think one that oh, yeah. he, he was drafted fairly high, but this guy was a, just absolutely dominant down the playoff stretch, and it was Devontae Smith of the Eagles. So yes. him and Waddle came out of Alabama, you know, the same year, and controversy over who was better, and, you know, you don't really have to choose because they're both unbelievable. Uh, very different players. They're so good. But, yeah, uh, I was yeah, I was bullish on, on Devonta, but I didn't get him in any league, so I, I wasn't as much as I should have been. Um, but, yeah, he, he was an animal. He, he came on, you know, so hard at the end of the year. And to think that the guys we're talking about are the number twos, on their team, and the two top wide receiving duos, bar well, I don't want to say bar none because Chase and Higgins are good, but I, I think Waddle and Hill and Brown and Smith are the top two wide receiver tandems. Yeah, that's that's fair. I I also had uh, Devonta and AJ Brown on my wide receiver list here. Nice. They both so there was questions about that combo going into the year too. If you know there was enough balls, well. They finished at sixth and ninth at the position, yeah, so that's wild. Definitely enough there too. Yeah, quite the year for those guys. Yeah, who else you got? Um, tight end uh, Hawkinson uh, ended up being number two on the year. Yep, I got him. Uh, when we uh, when he switched over to the when he got trained to the Vikings, he was even more deadly. Uh, he was instantly a part of their offense, getting. You know, we talked about it at nauseum. He was getting 12 targets a game. He just had a fantastic year, stayed healthy all year, which was huge. I'm real excited about him next year again. Yeah, I know you're a big Hawk guy. I was not, um, but I've certainly become one. You know, you've kind of talked me into it. And just his performance, getting into the right system, I'm in. I'm all in on Hawk. Uh, guy that I have, we'll stick with wide receivers here. Another one that I think is fairly obvious is Christian Watson for the Packers. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens next year, but he was on the waiver wire. He got picked up. Uh, we'll see if he pops. You know, double league, I remember. He was yep. probably on five or six different teams. I know he was on your team for a little yep. bit. He was on Lucas's team for a little bit. He was on Eric D's team. I think that's where he ended several teams and boy when he popped that was it he had like three or four straight games of two touchdowns um kid's an animal we were high on him uh in draft season nfl draft not fantasy um so we'll see what rogers decisions 
uh, is in the off season here, but uh, Watson, an animal. Yeah, he looked great. Uh, breakout wide receiver. It was Garrett Wilson. Nice. Um, even with his carousel of QBs, he did pretty well. I think they get something a little more figured out there. Who knows what they're going to do. But I think he's proved that he he can be good regardless uh, who's there. He's he, he so you get a solid QB there. I mean, Mike yeah. White was good with him, obviously. Right. But uh, he's someone to pay attention to as well. Yeah, and we'll talk about you know quarterback controversies here in a little bit. But um, you know, one last receiver I want to throw in here is Amon Ra, and. Yes. People expected a lot. We were pretty high on him. He went higher than I thought he would in drafts, but he even outperformed that. And I, I don't know the stats or, or I don't I don't know where he finished, Jerry, but he had to be top ten. Seven. 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 Yeah. That that sounds yep. exactly right. So a PPR He was machine. the other wide receiver I had on my list as well. I mean, he's a legitimate wide receiver one. It's yeah. it's official. And then once Jamison Williams kind of gets more acclimated to the team in the offseason, the Lions offense could be terrifying. And, you know, whether they stay with golf remains to be seen. The running backs seem to be doing just fine. And maybe they didn't really need Hawkinson. So, um, yeah, it's funny that their tight end started catching a lot of touchdowns as soon as Hawkinson left. I find that very odd. Yes, that is very odd. Yeah. Maybe there's something else going on there. It could have been. Could have been a scheme fit. I, I don't know. I don't know how a guy like Hawkinson doesn't really fit a scheme. You know, he's a decent blocker and a hell of an athlete and basically a wide receiver. But he had his games there, too, so did. it was weird. It was just he never so caught much a bunch more of touchdowns. Miss. Yeah, he would always – I know he no, had a game. It was like 10 catches for 100 and some yards. It was like, un, un, you know, unbelievable. Uh, a couple more guys I'm going to run through here is K-9, Kenneth Walker. Uh, you know, he didn't yep, finish super happened. strong, but the run that he had once Penny went down was remarkable. And uh, I do think he'll be a back end of the first round pick next year. Um, we'll, we'll see, you know, that, that could be a little bit high, but uh, I'm a big fan. I like where the team's going. I think they can add to that line quarterback, Justin Fields. You know, I was on record as not being a Fields guy. He proved me wrong towards the end. You know, he, he, he struggled a lot in the beginning, but he finally kind of put it together with his arm. He always had it with his legs. But if he can get some weapons, legit, uh, you know, top six to seven, probably fantasy quarterback with room for more. You know, he was ranked two or three behind, you know, Mahomes, Hurts, you know, the end of the year when he was on his run. So it uh, could be even higher than that. So I think, I think Fields is worth noting there. And that pretty much wraps up my list. You got anybody else, Jerry? Uh, just a couple more. Um, one guy I think we got to mention at running back, Jamal Williams. Nice. Um, yeah. He ended up as running back 13 on the year, but he had 17 rushing touchdowns. That's four more than Eckler or Henry had on the ground. Yeah, that's wild. Obviously, Eckler had a lot of receiving, but 17 touchdowns. I mean, if you got him late in the draft and he ended up sitting in your flex or something, man, was he a vital vital piece of your team who else um i think we mentioned all of them uh just a couple more tight end mentions here uh evan ingram 
He uh, oh, yeah, finished nice. at five at the position. He had his best finish in fantasy, I think, ever. And then uh, Higby was number six on the year, just solely based on him being a, pretty much a target monster all year. That's surprising, because um, he went through some zeros, some zero games for sure. Yeah, he had some, it, he was definitely up and down, but that just shows that position. It was like Kelsey, obviously, first, then everyone else, like Hawkinson, Kittle Andrews, Ingram, then another step, and then you got Higby, and so on. Right. All right. And so it's everyone there. Yeah. 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 We'll move on to busts. We're not going to spend too much time kind of rubbing this in, but. An obvious one, we already talked about Jerry Russell, Russell Wilson. And you can kind of put yeah. just the Broncos on there because I got C-Sut on my list. Yep. Judy was hurt, so I'm not going to say that. Javante went down. Um, fucking yep. Albert O. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong about yes. that. But, I mean, Russ, yep. the been. catalyst. Yeah, and, and I think, obviously, Nathaniel Hackett had a lot to do with that. And if they can get Sean Payton, man, that would be so huge for them. My God, it's changed them. Yeah, I'll say a few things. I think Judy, out of everyone, looked the best this year. Sutton, Sutton just didn't have it and never could figure it out with Russ. Russ was awful. Javante got hurt. hurt. I would be careful with him, he obviously tore the ACL, but it was also like MCL, PCL. Yeah, those injuries shred. take forever. Yeah. So you would probably avoid Javante again next year, and he might just be one of those guys that bad timing with an injury and falls and by the wayside. I hope not, because he had a lot of potential. But yeah, I don't know. We'll he see might what fall to like there. a fifth or sixth round pick, and, and I wouldn't hesitate to scoop him up if he went that late. Yeah, it'll be it'll be definitely uh, an injury to monitor there. Yeah, who's your big bust that kind of sticks out? I know there's quite a few of them. Uh, the the big one right away to me is Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, first I think he was pretty much the first overall consensus pick for the most part, and then McCaffrey was kind of fifty fifty, but uh, I took him in my league, complete bust for you know. Started off the year with a big game, had like 27 points. You're like, all right, we're right on track. Then he didn't do anything for about 10 weeks, <laughs> and it was hurt. Um, I ended up getting rid of him, which uh, worked out well because he ended up going on IR later. I don't know. Where does where, he go next year? Where do you think Taylor is next year? Well, I think there's some questions about the Colts all over, quarterback, head coach, Taylor kind of caught on a little fire before he re-injured his ankle next year. So I'd say he's still probably a back-end of the first-round pick. I think a lot of people like yourself, Weber, anybody who had him this year is really going to shy away from him, and for good reason. But I think that he could still be (laughs) maybe similarly as good as he was before. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say because the team is just in shambles. So... I'd like to think I'm not like the biggest Jonathan Taylor guy, but I, I like him and I think he's good and he's young and he's kind of a total package, but it has a lot of red flags this year because even when he was healthy for a while, he wasn't doing anything. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'd say probably back into the first early second is, is fair. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'll be. I'll be paying attention to see how the other pieces fall on the Colts, and then make a decision there. Yeah. Speaking of the Colts, um, Michael Pittman broke my heart yeah. this year. Uh, I know you were big on him. I was big on him. He got a good amount of hype, and I usually try not to fall for the hype, but I certainly did for Pittman. Um, but I built it up myself as well. So. I, I never thought Matt Ryan could have been that bad. I thought it was a perfect quarterback for him, an aging guy that was going to do a lot of, you know, dump offs and things for a receiver. He's not like a big downfield receiver. Um, he can be, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. And it's funny because the last two weeks uh, he caught touchdowns from Ellinger after Foles got hurt. So um, yeah, I just didn't have it. And people will be very turned off by Pittman and he could be a value next year kind of a post-hype sleeper. Yeah. So I'm not, like, writing them off, but I'm certainly, you know, going to um, temper my expectations next year. Quarterback that I had that uh, I would say was a bust was Herbert. He was QB9 on the year, so I normally wouldn't say a top-10 guy is a bust, but in this case it was. We're talking, like, I think he was, like, 170 points fewer than Mahomes at number one. And when where Herbert was drafted was to be a top three quarterback, to be that guy getting you 30 plus points a week. He did not do that whatsoever. So I consider him a bust. Yeah. Along with him, other quarterbacks, um, Lamar. Yep. He was in a ton. I got a couple cubes on my list here. (coughs) Kyler. Kyler. Brady. Brady. Yeah. Uh, Stafford. Oh, yeah, I forgot all about him, to be honest with you. That's a great one. Yeah. yeah. There's quite a few, but, yeah, Lamar sticks out to me, and it's mostly injury-related, but he, there was a stretch of a month or so before he got hurt that he just wasn't playing good. You know, he was the MVP candidate yep. for the first month of the season and then fell off a cliff. Um, Kyler had a pretty good, you know, start to the year as well, and then, you know, Call of Duty got released, and we can make that joke. Many times, it's still pretty funny. Um, Brady just didn't have it until week 18, or week 17, excuse me, which is maybe right. saving it for the playoffs. Everybody's saying they're going to beat the shit out of the Cowboys. I'd love to see that, but this is a dumb game that the Cowboys would win, and they have no business winning it because they're a terrible football team at this point. I don't want to say terrible. Dak is fucking terrible right now. <laughs> He's just He's bad. He yeah. led the league in interceptions, and he missed five games, which is unbelievable. Like, I... I, I don't know. I'm kind of a Dak hater. Yeah. I want to like him because he's a likable dude, but he's just bad. Um, yeah. Who else do I got here? A couple tight ends. I've Andrews, big-time bust. Um, a premium pick on Andrews, regardless of you know what rank he finished the tight end. He was yeah. the tight end one last year. I mean, it could coincide with a lot of Lamar, but he had his own injury, his shoulder issue. But even when he came back, he just he wasn't good. Yeah, he did not perform to where he yeah. was drafted at by any means. He was the tight end four, Ugh. but like I said, after after Kelsey, there's a huge drop to Hawkinson, and after him, there's a little bit of a drop down to like Kittle and Andrews. Yeah. And then speaking of tight ends, Kyle Pitts, a very obvious one. Kyle Pitts. Um, what do you even do with Pitts next year? I I have him in Dynasty, which I'm still excited about, but 
in a redraft, I don't think I could draft him next year. Maybe like late, maybe like seventh round or so. I, I don't know, but I'll stay away from him unless, yeah, yeah. I don't think I, unless you got someone else locked at the position. Yeah, I don't feel safe with him. Yeah. I don't want to start him every week. No, not at all. And you're uh, a couple other tight ends. Yeah, you are. You are because of the potential. Waller. He was oh, disappointing yeah. this year, injured a lot. Uh, another one I put on here, Robert Tanyan. Uh, you know, thought he could have a, a better year considering no Devontae, and he was pretty much invisible all year. Yeah, Wide receiver, Debo. Oh, yeah. You, you kind of called this one early. You weren't big on him. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was number two last year. We knew he wasn't going to do that, but he really fell off. Uh, injuries started to creep up. Injuries definitely took out some big names. Cup. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. First th- round pick on Cup. And- I never thought Debo could have been like as bad as he was because like he got hurt, but like he just wasn't very good before then. He's, he, now, don't get me wrong, he's very good, but you're not going to produce with that many playmakers. So once they got McCaffrey, it was like, okay, you're a wide receiver three now. Right, yeah, you're no longer getting all these gadget run plays. Yeah, we have McCaffrey. Yeah, a um, couple more guys to round on my list: DeAndre Swift, either a late yep. first or an early second round pick, it was bad most of the le- most of the year. Um, Mike Evans and Fournette, I know two guys that you took to the title game, Jerry, but they completely disappointed most of the year. Fournette had a few really good games at the beginning. Um, Evans had a couple okay ones and like, there was a point for like six weeks where Evans was like really bad. Horrible. Yeah. So, and I think again, the end of my list is Brady Evans Fournette. So I think it's a bucks thing, but, um, that, yeah. that rounds out my big bus. You certainly pointed, pointed out a few that I forgot like Debo. Yeah. Uh, another one that I had was, uh, Dylan. I expected a lot out of him this oh, year. Yeah. He was Another a big bust. He didn't get going to the very end. We loved uh, him. Yeah. Alan, Alan Robinson, uh, we both kind of already knew he was going to be a bust again. Yeah. We stayed away from that. Hunter Renfro, uh, complete disappointment this year, even yeah. when healthy. And Michael Thomas, he oh, uh, yeah. pretended to come back and play football for a little bit and <laughs> was gone again. I saw they just restructured his contract, so it'd be interesting. I wonder if that's for a trade. You should restructure it for release is what they <laughs> should do. And I'm wondering, because he's kind of a diva, I'm wondering if he maybe, I don't want to say like sandbagged this year, but he doesn't yeah. want to be a saint. There, there's no doubt about it. No. He doesn't have Drew Brees throwing him right. eight-yard passes every other play. So. Right, yeah. I think that's all mine, too. Cool. Good riddance to him. Yeah, so, you know, the next category that I have here are just, like, solid picks, guys that really, you know, blue-collar guys who who played right around where you thought they would. Um, and I specifically high- highlighted first-round picks. So these are guys that didn't fuck you over for the most part and, and really solidified your team. And it's Kelsey, it's Jefferson, it's McCaffrey, it's Eckler, it's Diggs, and it's Saquon. Those are the big ones for me. Yeah, I agree with all those. Eckler, he started off slow and then just he went did. crazy the rest of the year. Yeah. Ended up being the RB1. 
And then QBs, it was, I mean, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, all those. I mean, those aren't first-round guys, obviously, but first-round QBs. Right. All all is expected. For sure. You got any more, you know, like right at ADP guys that you wanted to highlight? Diggs. Diggs was a good one. Yeah, I had him, yeah. Vontae. Oh yeah, Adams. That was a good one. Yeah, he he had some unbelievably huge games, and he had a couple duds too. But for the most part, for sure, he was solid. Yeah, and even uh, Derrick Henry was yeah. solid again. CD CD Lamb, another one. Yeah, he started a little slow. He had some big games towards the back end there. What about uh, Dalve? Dalve was kind of a. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I'd say a bust, but I mean, he didn't really get you right. what you wanted for where he was drafted. Probably a tier a little bit, you know, more favorable than a bust, but for where he was drafted, it was probably the like the running back seven or eight, right around Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, I don't know where he, where did he finish. You have that up? Seems it has to be like fifteen. Like just outside the top 10? Really? Right at 10. Wow. That's Tied surprising. with Nixon. That is surprising. Um, he did have some touchdowns later, I guess. Um, all right, we'll move on to the biggest sleepers or surprises. So, you know, guys we already mentioned, Jacobs, Geno, Hawkinson, Fields, um, pretty much the Seahawks in general I have written. I literally have the Seahawks written down because nobody thought they were going to yeah. do what they were going to do except for maybe Pete Carroll and Len. Um, <laughs> those are the, not even Gino, but like DK was a monster. Lockett was a monster. Gino was a monster. Penny was g- real good until he got hurt. And K9 was a monster. Uh, Tariq Woolen, you know, like he, if they can really solidify the pass rush, they could have a nice defense. So I just think that the Seahawks were a huge sleeper of a team, fantasy, reality, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And Waddle and Trevor Lawrence. Just, you know, Waddle mostly because nobody thought he could do this with Tyreek on the field, with Tua leading the team in a run-first offense, which I still don't know why people thought. Like, I get why people think it's a run-first offense because it's Kyle Shanahan coaching tree, but he has a completely, I don't want to say completely, but a, a drastically different offense than Kyle Shanahan. So I just, that kind of ideology needs to break a little bit with coaching trees. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, other guys I got. Miles Sanders, I think he deserves a shout-out. Yes, out. there's one. Yeah, a big one. Yeah. He he had to have been a top ten um, finish running back, something something like that. He was he was number or no, he was just outside the top ten. Okay, well I know I got him in double league in round nine, so um, a similar trajectory of of like Josh Jacobs, not to the extent, but still had some huge games, some thirty point games. Um, yeah. I think Tua needs a, a bit of a shout-out. He had a six-touchdown game, 500-yard game. Obviously, it didn't work out towards the end, but he was, the hot streak that he was on was unreal. And there are very few quarterbacks in the league that could put up a 500-yard, six-touchdown game. So 
Uh, I was really, really happy about that. Hopefully that stuff can happen in the future. Uh, We'll see about, you know, his health and everything. But uh, you never know. He might not play football next year. Might not be on the team. Might not be in the league. Yeah. Um, A couple other guys. And, you know, you could put him as a bust. Actually, I do have him as a bust, and I have him as a sleeper, <laughs> which is funny. It's Cam Akers. Um, huge bust yeah, for where he was drafted. He was, both. He was both. The performance that he put on towards the end of the year was wild, and it uh, be interesting to see where people um, draft him next year. And uh, Poopy Koopy, yes. Amari Cooper, was in the wide receiver 40s, something drafted like that, and he had some big games. I'm, you know, where did he finish? I'd be interested in that. Probably around 20. Hey, he was one. No, you're going to be very surprised. That's one I was going to bring up. He was number 10 on the year. Oh, my God. I mean, he did have some big games. and That's, yeah. Yeah. And then the last one I wanted to highlight here, and I'll turn it over to you, uh, Juju. I thought Juju had a great year for what people expected. And some down games, some really nice games, uh, definitely a, a weak finish. But I think he probably solidified an, at least another year with the Chiefs because of his chemistry with Mahomes. Yeah. A few more I'll add. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Nice. He had a, a great year. Um, top 10 running back. Uh, he really broke out as he's the guy there. Definitely someone I'll be paying close attention to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wide receiver. Uh, you are, we already mentioned Amari. Vonta Smith. He, uh, I didn't expect him to be as good as he was this year. He had a great year. Uh, Christian Kirk, he was a, a number 12, uh, finished ahead of guys like Lockett, uh, Godwin, Metcalf, Evans, Higgins. Quite a year for him. And a couple other uh, receivers to highlight that uh, really kind of had breakout years. That's all these young guys. Garrett Wilson, he had over 1,100 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Alave had over a thousand yards and four touchdowns, and then Ayuk uh, actually had a really good year, a uh, thousand over a thousand yards, and he had eight touchdowns. Wow! Uh, he really kind of filled in this year, kind of took over uh, as the the receiver there. Those are the main guys I have that uh, snuck up and really performed. And I thought. Uh... Two of our guys, Dotson and Burks, closed out the year pretty well. Had some nice games. Obviously, Dotson had the numbers. Um, Burks had some, obviously, some quarterback issues, concussion. Um, but I, I think that they showed quite a bit, and I look forward to seeing kind of what they do in the future. Yeah, another guy, Tyler Algier, he finished really strong, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's always important to to pay attention to those guys that finish a year strong. A lot of times they usually start off start off pretty hot too. Yep, you know, just like um, Amon Ra last year. You know, a lot of people want to make that connection to, um, yeah, whoever really they they just they love that. All right, well that's kind of rounds out our fantasy awards, so to speak, for the year. But you know, no better way to transition than uh, a word from our sponsor. When your family is real hungry, eat in Applebee's. Special steak delivery from your friends in Applebee's. Happy 
Belize, you'll be happy, happy. In Nepalese, you'll be happy, happy. In Nepalese, get some sweetheart wings and some pepperoni. When you're real hungry with your family in Nepalese. Stromboli, calzone, get some Italian cuisine in Nepalese. Shout out to our sponsors for the year, obviously Napoli's Pizzeria and also Burger Daddy. So looking forward to more collabs with them in the future and having Brandon and John back on the pod. Love working with you guys and really made this year in the funk house what it was. So appreciate you very much. And we'll get into uh, kind of our last segment of the season and the show. Um, we're going to talk about some off-season quarterback controversy. So, was you know going over the show notes with Jerry earlier today, and I said, okay, here's the list of teams with quarterback controversies going to the off-season, and it's 18 teams. <laughs> and he said, quote unquote, <laughs> holy fuck. <laughs> so, but if you look at them, it's true. They they are, you know. Um, yeah. So this is going to be kind of a rapid fire uh, round where I'm going to give you the team. You're going to tell me if you think they'll make a change at quarterback. Some of them are obvious. Some of them aren't. And if they do make a change, do you think they're going to draft a rookie or they're going to sign a veteran or both? And then maybe what you would do as a GM or what you think they'll do, because those could probably be very different things. And we're going to start off with the Washington Durs. The Durs? Man, I, I don't know what they will do. If I'm them, I go and draft a quarterback, and they got a nice young offense. Um, get rid of Wentz. You can keep Heineke. Hope the young, the new guy out. But who knows what they'll do? What do you think? I think that that Sam Howell played. I mean, he beat the shit out of the Cowboys and the Cowboys starters. So um, I think that says something. And I think they'll keep him around yeah. for sure. So I think that I could see them maybe bailing on Heineke um, just because of his physical limitations. But I'm a Heineke guy. I don't think he's that great. I just like rooting for him. Um, but, yeah, right. I, I would – if I am the GM of the Durs, I will throw multiple first-round picks to Chicago to move up to one and get a quarterback because you have Dotson, you have McLaurin, you have Gibson and Robinson, you have a nice defense – you got a lot of pieces, yeah. so I'm with you. Now, I have Oakland, but I meant Las Vegas, so the Raiders. The Raiders. Oh, man, all kinds of rumors swirling already, Tom. Yeah. Tom Brady coming to town. I saw that. He wants yeah. to go there. <laughs> Obviously, Carr is I don't out. know. Yeah, he's gone. I mean, uh, they're also saying Jimmy G. It's so early to speculate anything, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're going to try and bring someone in. That's, that's the, the idea I get. Yeah. I, I, I of course agree. there's the connection with McDaniels and uh, Brady from his time at new England. Um, yeah. but I don't know that McDaniels is actually a good coach or not. I haven't seen it since of being a head coach. He was with yeah. the Broncos. They were <laughs> terrible. Him. I don't know either. Um, um He's a smart dude, so give him, I guess I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But I agree. I think they bring in a veteran. I think that uh, Garoppolo makes some sense, like you were saying. I think that uh, 
Yeah, there's some other guys that, that really – I mean, if you can get Brady. I don't know why Brady would want to go there personally. Maybe if, if he likes McDaniels that much, Adams will be the best receiver he's ever – well, now he played with Moss. Never mind. Um, but but second best. You know, he's better than Evans and Godwin, I think. So I don't think it's enough to lure yeah. Brady there. But I, I think they'll sign a veteran and, and probably keep Stidham around because I think he showed a little bit. Um, speaking yeah. of, speaking of Brady. Still young. Speaking of Brady, Tampa's next. So, what do you think Tampa does? Yeah, I, I don't know. Do you, you think Brady's definitely gone, right? I, I think he's gone from Tampa. I, I think he wants to play for one more year for a different team and see what he can do. Yeah. So, I, I think they'll go and draft someone. Who's their, uh, who else do they have? I don't know. I'm sure. Got, uh, Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. I mean, what if they he's got good on the jet ski? What if they not went great on the. What if they went and got Jameis back? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I mean, they'd, they'd win some games, but right, right. Uh, speaking it's, of old guys, Green Bay. I don't know, man. Old man Rogers. I think he's out. I think he's done. I think he's done. I think he's retiring. I don't think he'll play anywhere else. And if it wasn't yeah. clear how we felt about Tampa, I, th- I think they'll bring in. I think they'll bring in a veteran. I don't know if we clarified that. Do you think they will in Tampa? That seems that's probably what I would say. I don't know if I see them. Yeah. I mean, they're not their draft picks aren't exactly the best. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, and they're not a total rebuild. I I think Derek Carr makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all. Green Bay, I think. I think Rodgers is done. And I think maybe they, I think they let Jordan Love take a stab at it, and I think they maybe draft a, a later round guy. Um, See that know. too. That's just my kind of gut feeling there. Um, next one, near and dear to my heart, Miami. What, what, what do you think cool. happened? I literally have no idea. Um, what, what do you think? Um, I think Tua stays there, and hopefully. His head's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's he's not playing he's he's out this week, right? Yeah, they, they rolled him out. Yeah. That it's sucks. unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I, I think that and I don't know because I'm not gonna get into this concussion thing. I feel like I bitch and moan about it every every time we had a pod, but um I feel like it might be more for the look from the media or, or I guess from outside perspective of him not playing this year um, rather than his symptoms really, but I could be way off on that. I, I don't know. Yeah, I can't, I think he would play, but who knows? That's hard to say. Yeah. Who knows? I think you're right though. I do think that they bring him back and next year is, is the year they got to pay him. You know, it's the burrow Herbert to a year. Um, those guys are either going to get paid or, or, or move on after next, next year's year four, they can pick up the fifth year option and that doesn't come. They could have two for the fifth year and not pay him. Herbert's getting paid and Burrow's getting paid. So yeah. it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I think that McDaniel started something really, really special here. And I think Tua can really, uh, play in this offense and maybe an, an off season to get healthy and, I don't know. Head injuries are tough because week one he could come back, get one knock on the head, and everybody's like he can't, he can't play anymore. Baltimore. 
What do you think? They Baltimore's do tough because Lamar. I feel like they've built the whole team around Lamar, so you're almost like stuck with him because otherwise you got to like rebuild everything else. Yeah. And what do you do if you're Lamar wanting to get paid, didn't get paid, you got hurt when you were betting on yourself and they just paid Roquan Smith like a hundred million in guaranteed money or something like that. Like a lot. I, I think it was that much. I could be wrong. But he's the hundred million. Something crazy. The it's most for an off-ball linebacker ever, and you're the quarterback and leader and you know face of the franchise, and you're sitting there with a swollen fucking knee. You're not going to be able to play in the playoffs and a fucking empty bank account. <laughs> it's a tough, tough spot to be in right now. Yeah, and personally, I think they might franchise tag him, which would I would be so pissed if I was Lamar, but. From a team perspective, it's probably the smart thing to do. Yeah, it really is. Then you get one more year. Yeah. I, I think he's there next year. I think he'll be there too. I'm sure there'll be some drama along the way. But Next one, Seattle. I'm a firm believer. I'll step in right now. I'm a firm believer. You pay Geno, and I think they have the, the – what pick do they have? Fourth, fifth, something like that? If it's really good, if Will, yeah, if that Will Anderson's there, that pass rush from Alabama, you take him. But if not, I'd trade back. You got these quarterbacks, teams are going to want. I'd try and get another first round pick. It'd be a nice move. It just depends how much they believe in Gino. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really even that big of a Gino guy, but I feel like the performance that he did this year, I feel like you got to you got to pay him. I feel like he's your guy. Yeah, I mean, how much more does he have to prove? Right. He had, he had quite a year. And I can't imagine he's going to command that much money. You know, you wouldn't think. So maybe no. somewhere around, I don't know, th- 27 to 30 million a year for like three years, two, three years, something like that, um, which is a lot of money yeah. for me and you. But um, <coughs> I don't know. That makes sense, uh, and I think the guys probably want to want to play with them, Lockett and DK, and so you can always. I'm address. sure he's one of the locker room. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, San Francisco, so very interesting. They got Brock Purdy. Um, I have an idea of what I think they'll do, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you, um, Lance. Broken ankle, Garoppolo broken ankle too, some something. Um and now Brock Purdy. And Jimmy G's now. definitely gone. Jimmy G's gone, I think. Jimmy yeah. G's gone. Um Purdy might be staying. He must look pretty good. I think I'm sure stayed. Shanahan likes him. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I don't know what happens with Trey. He hasn't done anything really. <laughs> It's hard to stomach if I'm a Niners fan. Now I say that, but like they're they're amazing. They they might be the best team in football right now. But to give up what you gave up to Miami to move up and draft Trey Lance when you could have added role players to that team elsewhere and one with Garoppolo or Purdy, you know what I mean? Like that sucks. Yeah, it's tough. So I think 
if Lance is healthy, it's a quarterback controversy between him and Purdy next year because I think they have a good shot at the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Um, and I do think Purdy deserves rookie of the year for, for what he's done. Um, but that that's that's my thoughts. Yeah, he's looked great. I mean, they didn't miss a beat when Jimmy G got hurt. Have you seen the picture of him next to Jim Harbaugh? Because it looks like his dad. So funny. <laughs> um, Detroit with Goff. What do you think? Goffy boy. Because I believe they got mm. a top 10 pick from the Rams. I could, I mean, I could definitely see them going for somebody. Yeah. I don't think uh, they, I don't think Goff is the, they're, you know, I don't think they're sold that Goff's the guy, the franchise queue. I think he's getting them by in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they put, they, they say they love him and they want him to be the guy next year, but you can be the guy next year and then still draft like a Will Levis from Kentucky and have him sit for a year behind Goff. Like, I don't think that's crazy. There's a lot, there's, there's five or six really good quarterbacks in this draft. And I, I like Levis. He's got a fucking bazooka for an arm. Be interesting. Uh, Detroit, I, I genuinely do not know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. The Jets. Jets? Yeah. Oh, my. Zach Wilson, is he the guy? He's the biggest bust <laughs> we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Josh I've seen his numbers him, compared. Yeah. I've seen his numbers compared to Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. And they were nearly identical, and actually his were a little worse. I seen a clip with him the other day. The interviewer is asking him, uh, "They bring in a veteran in the off season, you know, to compete. How are you gonna, how are you gonna handle that?" Basically, he's like, "Oh, well, they better be ready. I'm gonna give them hell every day at practice." Yeah, I saw. I'm that just too. like, "You're." I hate you. <laughs> He's such a wiener. I think Flacco is probably gone. Um, it's weird that yeah, any team gone. carries three quarterbacks anymore. But uh, you know, if a team would do, it'd be the Jets. But I think you stick with Mike White. I think you pay Mike White, and maybe not like you know, not not even Geno Smith money. But I think White's your Week One starter. I think you keep Wilson as your backup. See what you can get development wise. And Mike White's obviously got an injury history, so you're going to need. A semi-competent backup, whether that's Zach Wilson or not, I, I don't know. But yeah, with the roster they have, I'm not making any crazy moves to get a, a rookie. But if you can get a, a solid veteran to come in, that might be an option too. They have, I mean, they have a solid offense and yeah. I mean, good defense too. Yeah, they just really that's that's the missing piece for them, in my the, opinion. The offense could be crazy good with Wilson and Elijah Moore, and, and we'll see if Corey Davis is back. Um, and they still got Denzel Mims. But then you got to think um, Brees Hall's coming back. They got Jim Robinson still, who who's you know still recovering from that Achilles. And then you got Michael Carter. You got a really good offensive line and a really good head coach, in my opinion, and a hell of a fucking defense. Yeah. So they solid they, man. They're very solid. Legitimately, could be one player away from like a, a really contending team. I agree. Um, the Giants. Do you think Danny Dimes has earned himself 
another year, another uh, another contract with the Giants. We'll put it that way. Playoff bound, right? Yep. Playing the I Vikings. There, yeah, I think he's there. I think he's there to stay. Yeah, I, I, I've always been kind of a Daniel Jones guy. I, I wasn't buying it when he was drafted, but he really grew on me with just his athleticism, and he's so goofy, and I think he's pretty good, you know? Um, it's not, like, amazing, but he's pretty good. And Brian Dayball is an amazing head coach, and I think they have a really good shot of beating the Vikings this week, to be honest with you. Vikings so. are a mess, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, New England. Do you think there's any controversy between, well, we know there is, but Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones, maybe um, a veteran coming in here? Um, I don't know if I see a veteran coming in. I think it'll be a battle between those two. I still think they're going to be partial to Mac Jones, though. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like sometimes Belichick is so fucking mad at Mac Jones on the sidelines. (laughs) You know, <laughs> but I don't know. I like Zappy. I'm not a Mac Jones guy. I don't think he's very good, and he's annoying, and he's a dirty fucking player. We you know we talked about that. He's he's a, just a dirty yeah. player, and I don't like him at all. Um, he's a dirty, rotten scoundrel. Uh, he is a scoundrel. Tennessee. So, Tennessee. Yeah, I think that they can cut Tannehill, um, and not have a big cap hit this offseason, like a post-June 1st cut. So I think he's as good as gone, and I think Tannehill could be one of those guys that ends up in Oakland or Tampa or um, maybe the Jets. Indy, I think he's like the epitome of an Indianapolis quarterback, you know. It's Um, perfect. Yeah, it it really is. So Let's give him the jersey now. (laughs) Um. What do you think about Tennessee? You think Malik Willis is the guy? You think Dobbs is the guy? You think the guy isn't on the roster at this point? I mean, Dobbs looked okay, but we've seen enough of Dobbs to know he's not the guy. Yeah. Willis looks horrible. Horrible. But there's still a lot of time to work with him. And I think maybe a try and bring someone else in. Uh, maybe bring a veteran in, or you go after somebody. What what are they looking like for picks? Well, I know they they must have got something. I can't remember what they what all they got from Philly last year, but obviously that pick is going to be at the end of the first. Um, yeah, and the team is kind of lacking some playmakers. They got Burks, which I think could be good. Uh, obviously Henry is there, but Henry's going to be another year older. Um, a yeah. line that's uh, getting a little older as well. A really, really, really good head coach in Vrabel and uh, a, a good run defense, but the pass defense is abysmal. So I think they're lacking a lot of things. I think legitimately yeah, Derek Henry trouble. and Mike, Mike Vrabel are willing them to, to win these games that they have no business winning. Um, I don't know. It, it To me, it screams veteran. Yeah. Like a Derek with Grable too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they make a move to to trade for somebody that you know, like a Mac Jones, or uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They take a swing at somebody, uh, but be interesting. It's a, it's a weird offense to expect a ton out of, but you need a good quarterback. And Tannehill's okay. Um, 
I think that experiment's over, though. But he could still be around because I think everybody expected him to be gone because of Malik Willis. Malik Willis isn't putting anybody out of a job anytime soon. No. That's for sure. We got a few others here. We'll rattle off Houston. Um, I, I, I mean, th- that's obvious. They're going to draft somebody. You have to. Yeah. Whether that's one or two, it doesn't matter. Cause I like Stroud and Bryce young. I like Stroud better actually. And they have Bryce young going one. So if I'm Houston, I don't really give a fuck that I lost the first pick because you're going to get one of those guys. Yeah. And then Indy, we talked about that. Um, they have an early pick. They have like the pick, uh, I don't know, four, five, six, something around there. Um, yeah. I, they just seem like they're just going to continue to keep bringing someone in, though. Yeah. That's what they've done every year for the past three years. Why would anything change? They've got a good roster. I don't think that they, and we'll see who the head coach is, but I don't think that they're like, um, I don't think they're in the business of, drafting a rookie and then being a contender right away. But I think if you sign a veteran, like a good one and not like they have the past few years and then use your draft picks to acquire good talent, whether that's on the offensive line, that's been a little shaky uh, or the defense. um, I think you could be really pointed in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. They're not too far from, I mean, they were good when with Rivers, so. Right, right. They even, I mean, they almost made the playoffs with Wentz last year, even. Yeah. So, um, Atlanta. Actually, all three NFC South teams to finish this off. Atlanta, New Orleans, and Carolina. You go with Ritter. I like Ritter. Um, I think giving him a year, I I would give him a year personally. I, I don't know how high, I don't think they have like a super high pick. You can see how the draft falls to him, but I, I wouldn't be like in such a fucking hurry to give up on Ritter. Wouldn't be. I think you give him some time. You got some pieces around him. Maybe give, you know, someone get another receiver in yes. there. Yes. Help exactly. Drake out a little bit. Um, yeah. I think you give it some time. That's what I would do personally. Yeah. The Saints. You got Dalton. You got Jameis. You got Taysom Hill. <laughs> Yeah, you got question mark. Just a slew of mediocre QBs. Yep. I don't know. I just, that's hard to say what they'll do. What do you think? I'm thinking that's tough. I don't think it'll be Dalton. And I don't know why they let him start so much. And I'm not, not like a hater, but unless Jameis's injury was a lot worse than it was, I think you know what Andy Dalton is. I think you should have gave Jameis a shot to show what he can do. It's not Taysom Hill. I think you either um, maybe draft somebody or give Jameis a shot. And I think that'll depend on, you know, you got Olave, you got that Rashid Shahid, you got some young guys. Kamara's probably nearing his, I don't want to say expiration date, but maybe his time with the Saints. Um, you got a pretty pretty solid line. Ramchek's like uh, a, a fucking stud. Uh, defense is okay. You know, pretty solid, Lattimore and, and Jordan. Yeah, I, I think you let Jameis – I think you keep Jameis. I think you probably – you maybe ditch the other two. Well, you don't ditch Taysom, but, like, maybe you don't play quarterback as much. <laughs> and uh, and maybe draft somebody. Yeah. Or maybe maybe bring in a younger guy that, uh, you know, like a fucking Zach Wilson 
You know, like if you can make a swing for that, see if you can develop him. Um, I think that would be my take. But I, I'd, I don't know. I'd let Jameis give it a crack next year and see what happens. The worst thing you can happen is you get a good draft pick. And he's not afraid to sling it, and they got some weapons, like you said. So get rid of Dalton. Dal- Dalton's a solid backup, but, like, if you're going to be tempted to start him, you got to get rid of him because he's not going to win you games. He's not going to put you anywhere near the playoffs. He's just going to get you – he's going to yeah. win you enough games to, like, not give you a good pick. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't see what else I, – I, Dalton – like you said, you know what you're getting with Dalton. Yeah. His playoff days are over. He's not what he was back in his early Bengals days. Winston, I think at least you know he's going to go out there and sling it. He might give you a better chance with that offense. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I would definitely be looking to get someone younger as well if I was them. And the last one, Carolina. Carolina, Darnold. What's uh, what are they looking like for their picks? Um, well, so who all did they have? They had Darnold this year. Who else do they have? Uh, Baker. They had that uh, your boy PJ Walker. Just a slew. Yeah. I mean, so, I'd say you keep Darnold. Darnold hasn't looked horrible. I would keep him and. Probably try and draft someone too. So Carolina's got pick number nine, so that's nice. Um, the rest of their picks will be finalized after the Super Bowl when the compensatory picks are announced. They acquired three picks from the Niners, a second, a third, and a fourth for McCaffrey. Um, also a fifth-round pick in 2024, which is nice. Um, their original third and sixth-round pick belonged to the Patriots from a few different deals. Um, I th- it's when they moved. Oh, they got Matt Corral, that rookie. At, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I forgot about him. So they got the ninth pick. They got their own second rounder. They got San Francisco's second rounder. They got San Francisco's third. They got their own fourth. They got San Francisco's fourth, and they got their own fifth. So they got some nice picks. They got um, in the first yeah, three they rounds, they got four picks. Wow. That's real nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe you can package some of that to move up if, if a quarterback slips that they like. But, you know, I don't know. It's tough because I feel like these quarterback-heavy drafts, people are afraid to miss out on one, even if you drafted one last year, like Ritter or Corral or um, – Right. We haven't yeah. seen Corral at all. Really, right, so. right. He got hurt. Yeah, so um, – yeah, I don't know. I think you give Corral a shot, and I hate to say let Darnold, you know, have a shot again, but, man, that's tough. Maybe look at a veteran. You know, you got – there's a lot of holes on the team, but there's a lot of good players, you know, like Burns, obviously, um, J.C. Horn, D.J. Moore. Excuse me. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think you need more to win than just a quarterback, put it that way. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. They need help in a lot of areas. A lot of offensive playmakers. Their O line ain't that great. They yeah, they need a lot of help. Right. But they got a lot of picks. So that's good. All right. Well that kind it's of gonna be crazy this off season. It is. And and the off season is almost more entertaining than the season itself. 
So I love it. Yeah, it's going to be very entertaining. So, um, you know, we appreciate you guys sticking with us all year. Uh, Jerry, I appreciate you, my co-host, always having the stats for us, always being ready. Um, we want to give shout outs to our guests that we've had. And, I'm, you know, I'm trying to look at the list of who we've had. But it's, you know, it's been a solid Too long. lineup of people just knocking down the door to get in. I know we've had, you know, Mikey's been on several times. Len's been on. Uh, we had Chris, Crazy Legs. Um, who else? We had Dr. Manhattan, Billy, Sean Benet Ramsey. So shout out to Shawnee Glock. Oh. That was a good episode. I forgot about that one. Um, the Judd House. So Juddy Boy, appreciate Judd coming on. Uh, Burger Daddy, Brandon. That was a good one. Bad himself. Yeah. Davey Bukaki. That was a, a very entertaining episode. Um, Buzz and Dr. Nick, uh, repeat offenders in the funk house. Love having those guys. King Crook, Webmaster. The list goes on and on. You know, it's kind of crazy, uh, the people that we've had. And, you know, we couldn't do it without them. So we love that. The Boss Man from Lude Presents. I know we had Gelf. We had Mr. Big Sky, Tim Montana. EJ closing out week 17. Can't wait to do it again next year. You know, it's going to be a good one. You guys will hear from us in the off season. We're going to take a little bit of time off, kind of buckle down. You know, it's that holiday hangover. Got to get back into the swing of things at work. Um, you'll hear us on the, the Entertainment Center coming up in uh, John John the Jobber's return episode. But, uh, yeah, we got some stuff up our sleeves here for the off season, don't we, Jerry? We always do. We ain't going to leave you hanging. Yeah. There's plenty more to come. Lots of fantasy football drama on the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Any kind of big uh, free agent news, maybe we'll do an emergency pod here and there. Definitely some more stuff once we get closer to the draft and uh, eventually into some you know, preseason rankings and training camp stuff, some mock drafts. You know where to come for all the fantasy news. So, again, appreciate you guys sticking with us, and uh, hopefully – you know, you had a not so controversial end to your league and, and maybe you won one, you know, so that's the goal. And uh, we appreciate everybody for listening. So the Funky Boys for Jerry Two Chains and uh, Maddie Funkhauser, also KJ. Love having her on. Um, we're kind of signing off for the uh, time being. So, again, check out our other shows on the network. And Jerry, hell of a year. Thanks, everyone. Peace.